Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be talking some PGA. I don't think we've ever talked PGA golf on the podcast, but we are today as Phil Mickelson, Mickelson, I don't know what I said, Mickelson, Phil Mickelson over the weekend became the oldest golf player ever to win a major event. He won the PGA Championship on on Sunday, I I saw something last week where people were like, "Oh, how much money are you putting on Phil Mickelson?" Like hefty odds. I think you could have put five dollars down and win two hundred and fifty dollars on the guy. So Phil Mickelson coming up huge, not only for betting purposes, but just for like the sport in general. I I I came back to Elmhurst on Sunday to see the fam, and they had the PGA event. On. I've never seen our family watch golf. It's mainly because my aunt was here, and she's a huge. Uh, golfer, she's really into golf, so they had it on, but it was super exciting. Like I, you know, I watched his last couple rounds, and it was super cool. Um, so, but we're gonna dive into what Phil, what Phil accomplished over the weekend. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him Phil now because apparently Mickelson is too hard for me to say. Uh, but we're also gonna talk some NBA as the playoffs are on our way. Who has the best ch- chance of having an upset in the first round? Who has the best chance to go all the way? Who's a dark horse? Let's go find out. So I want to hop right into this golf event that happened over the weekend. I, I've i never really got into golf, per se. You know, I'm not against it. You know, I think it's pretty cool when it comes down to the last couple holes. It's kind of like hockey for me. I mean, two totally different sports, but... You know, once it's playoffs, you know, I'll tune in some hockey, you know, I'll watch the end of the games. Because it's like, wow, like, this puck is going to determine the fate of one of these teams. And if it goes to overtime, it's like, wow, it's like three-on-three hockey. If this this could change, you know, the season right here. And, and, and all the blink of an eye. Golf, I don't know how – some people, you know, they're like, oh, Masters is on. I'm going to go watch the Masters all day. And it's going to be awesome. You know, props to you for being able to do that. I mean – I can watch basketball a day or baseball. You know, a lot of people can't watch baseball for a long period of time. I can watch three baseball games in a row, uh, if need be. And so you know, I guess you know, I've nowhere, I have nothing really to say against people that watch golf all day. You know, it's a slower sport. Um, it, obviously, a little different because baseball you have you know two teams going at it. Golf is five hundred people who I know about three of the names. So I mean, actually, I know a few more now. Uh, Brooks Kapka, Jordan Spieth. Phil Mickelson, obviously, Tiger, um, Ricky Fowler. You know, I I know him because of his crazy hair and his his Puma apparel. Uh, I obviously, you know, if you were to put a gun to my head and ask me, okay, give me six more players, I probably could. But those are all those are all the, the those are all that come to me. Oh, Roy McIlroy. All right, there's another. I mean, those are all easy. Um, but it it is crazy. I mean, you watch. You know, I I was watching the highlights of the PGA event, you know, um, with Scott Van Pelt. He always does an awesome job with whatever sport he's 
covering, you know, he makes it seem like it's the coolest thing ever. With, with the music on in the background, it's like, it's like, it's like, wow, like, that just gets me into anything. But, you know, seeing all these, like, up-and-coming guys, you know, amateurs, there's a lot of players, like, you know, in golf that have a chance to do well. And, obviously, Phil's one of the greats, you know, one of the goats of the game. It was cool to see him, you know, still have, you know, that that power. I mean, he, he has that ability to still win a championship. It kind of reminds me of, um, you know, Roger Federer. I mean, he's not 50, but, you know, he's getting close to 40. And he he still has it. I mean, tennis is, you know, it's, it's a lot more, I mean, not saying golf isn't physically demanding, but tennis, you know, Federer's had a bunch of knee surgeries. He, you know, he... He he's asked to do a lot more on the tennis court, you know, physically all the time than golf. So you you're able to you know be fifty and still golf, which is awesome. Might be in tennis, you can do it, I guess. But you know, Federer doesn't have too many more years left, unfortunately. I mean, he's my favorite tennis player, but he's getting to that point where it's getting hard to watch. I mean, he's not bad, but he's on the court. But I mean, he's it's just knowing that crap at, at any second he might not be able to finish this out, and you know he's still amazing because he'll still roll through most of his competition but you know once you get to you know quarterfinals it's just too much having to play those young guys theme Sferoff, you know all, all those guys you know sissy pass all those guys need business golf you know no one's no young guns yet yeah, young young bloods will be you know they'll be coming for you but you know, not going right at your face with a tennis ball. So Phil, Phil's just chilling on that golf course. It's pretty amazing. You know, he's it's just another day in the office for him. Um, you know, oh, uh, so I was watching this other. You know, aside from Phil, so Jordan Spieth. You know, he came in second, I believe. You know, he was really, or no, sorry, that was Brooks Koepka. Brooks Koepka came in second. Um, apparently, um, Brooks Koepka and. Bryson DeChambeau. So I, I do know DeChambeau. He's been a hot name this year on the golf golf tour. Apparently they have beef. Um, I don't really know. Apparently, like, during one of Kepka's interview, DeChambeau walked behind him. It was, like, chirping him or something. But they've had, like, you know, it's not just that. They've had ongoing you know, whatever beef. You know, obviously one of them, you know, they don't like each other. But, you know, it's, it's cool seeing that. I mean, I didn't know there was too much rivalries going on in golf. You know, because everyone seems like they're friends. You know, everyone's going to each other's yachts after the course and having a five-star meal. But it is, it is funny to see that there are, you know, arch enemies out there per se. I mean, that's a little extreme, but you know, people are definitely you know not fond of everybody. But everyone seems to love Phil. Phil seems like he's he's goaded. Um, and it it seems like it seems like everyone loves Tiger too. So. It's it's cool to see that I mean Phil got so much respect for for winning that everyone seemed so happy for him and the biggest thing about it was there was a crowd again the crowd was like going nuts there's been crowds everywhere I mean there's now for the NBA playoffs most stadiums are pretty much I mean they're packing it in now so it's funny everyone's like whoa there's people there's people everywhere it's so cool it's like it was the norm for the last hundred years and now it's like no crowds for a year and you, you know, seeing Phil on the golf course get followed by everybody, like taking videos. It was, I missed that. It was, it was cool to see, you know, 
people back. It changes everything. It changes the game. It makes things so much more intense. Um, it's obvious for the players. The players talk about it all the time, you know, for all sports. It makes the crowd is huge. I mean, momentum is real. I mean, I can go add a few for hours about the momentum talk, but momentum is a thing, and the home crowd definitely produces that. And it definitely makes a difference. It gives teams, in my opinion, a chance to compete with better teams. I, I think that I think the crowd is it's a fair it's a fair thing to lean upon. And yeah, the crowd won't always get it done for you, especially when you're going up against LeBron. But you know, it definitely you know, especially for like Phil on the golf course, he's probably like, oh, the crowd's into it. Like they're you know rooting for Phil. You know, he knows like he, he like they probably pumps him up. You know, if there's no crowd there, it's just quiet. He knows what's happening, but it's just not as intense. Not as fun for everybody. You know, it puts that added pressure. You, know, That's the thing with a crowd is it puts pressure on. Some people handle it well. Some people don't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously you got to learn to handle pressure in anything in life. So I think it's good practice if you're playing sports. To, you, you should want the the crowd watching. And, and that doesn't mean every time you're going to produce in front of the crowd. But you should want it. It's fun. It's a good feeling. Especially in golf. I mean, everyone's watching. I mean, you're just like, all right, I'm going to rock this ball. But... At the same time, get me out of there because I'm terrible at golf. So I, I'd be whiffing in front of that crowd, that's for sure. I, I can barely take fans for a tennis match, even though I do like them. But it can be nerve-wracking because you're like, shit, why well, don't I just whiff the ball here? You know, So eyes are always watching. But at the end of the day, Phil Milkison extending his legacy just a little more. We'll see how many years left Phil Milkison has in the tank. So I want to talk some playoffs Playoffs have started. Playoffs are back. NBA basketball is back with the crowd now emerging in the playoffs. Madison Square Garden has been bumping the last year, especially last game. They have just, like, unleashed the hounds in there. It is, like, fucking electric. And they hate Trey Young. You know, I think they you know they were young. Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. They were like, Trey Young's balding. It was awesome. And... It's an electric, you know, I'll start with that series. The New York Knicks, 4C, taking on Atlanta Hawks, 5. I mean, Knicks coming back last game, tying up the series. When I was talking about the crowd earlier, that's what I'm talking about. That crowd willed them to victory. Atlanta could not miss. They have not missed the last two months. I mean, Gallinari with his freaking mohawk, Lou Williams, Trey Young, obviously, uh, Bogdanovich. I mean, this team is lethal. Not to mention Clint Capella down low, so credit to the Hawks. But, I mean, they they had a very good chance to go up 2-0 in the series. Knicks, you know, came back from 12 points in the second half. Loved it. D-Rose, highest scorer on the floor, 27 points. I mean, it's the D-Rose and Taz show, from what I can see, you know, with a little Obi Toppin coming off the bench, a couple three balls. You know, Tibbs still just unhappy with everything. I mean, it, it makes me, like, makes me emotional thinking about the old Bulls team and, like, it's crazy how we just gave all these players away. Not saying Derrick Rose and Taj taking us to the promised land, but you know, add those guys to the team we have now. You know, a team with depleted depth, you know, not a lot of veteran leadership. I mean, who knows what you know what that can do for a team? Obviously, the Knicks, super young team, but having D Rose, Taj, I mean, that that's probably huge. It's probably changed everything. You know, having those guys in the locker room and also producing. So credit to the Knicks. You know, it's going to be an awesome series. Going to be tough going back to Atlanta. Trey Young is a man on a mission right now. You know, it's going to be, you know, Trey Young versus Spike Lee. You know, trying to take the, the Reggie Miller shoes right there. So, all good in that series. Uh, really looking forward to 
the series transitioning to Atlanta. Uh, but I hope the Knicks, you know, I'm rooting for the Knicks here. They're, they're my new favorite team in the playoffs. I'm, you know, a bandwagon fan, uh, along with the Grizzlies, um, who weren't able to win their second game against the Jazz with, with, Donovan, with Donovan Mitchell coming back. But John Morant did put up 50. Morant did put up 50. And they won the first game. The Grizzlies on Sunday coming off two play-in wins against the Spurs and the Warriors, not to mention an overtime win against the Warriors, do or die. Coming into Utah with, yeah, no Donovan Mitchell, but really take it to the Jazz. Jazz couldn't shoot the first game. Dylan Brooks took advantage. Dylan Brooks, talk, talk about a man on a mission. That man could not miss. John Morant, you know, doing John Morant things. Grayson Allen, being a pesky player that he is. The Grizzlies got it going on. They did their job in Utah, splitting that that first home series. I think ultimately Utah will win the series. But I think that, I mean, the Grizzlies have absolutely nothing to lose. I think the Grizzlies are going to give them a run for the money. It's just a matter of fact, you know, will the Grizzlies have enough? Will, will John Morant have enough stamina to hang this series? Donovan Mitchell has not played. You know, he's well-rested for the last month. You know, someone said that Mickey Rusty, I think, you know, it just works out perfectly. You know, load management, you know, you've, he's rested. Yeah, he had an ankle injury, but it was a sprained ankle. I'm sure it's fine now. He, he looked great last game. Um, you know, with, with Rudy Gobert, I think it might be too much for the Grizzlies. But, hey, you know, that's why it's a one versus 8 you know, it's not crazy to think that. But I, I really hope not. I, I, I hope the Grizzlies keep it close. I love this series. I love John Moran. I think so many good things to come in Memphis in the next, you know, 10 years. I want to stay on the West Coast. I want to go to a, a very disappointing series here. Now, from an upset perspective, it's awesome. We got Dallas up two games to zero on the Clippers so Dallas, the five seed, winning two road games to start the series. Luka Doncic has been unbelievable. I, I don't know if you guys saw his shot the other night. He like sidestepped one, you know, one foot over to the left and just drained like a, the most European three pointer you'll ever see. And so you give credit to Dallas because they've played really good basketball. But the Clippers just seem like they're not there. I mean, you had Kawhi Leonard putting up forty last game, and it just didn't even matter. They their defense was non-existent. You know, no rotation. Dallas game, whatever they want. Yeah, they're making some ridiculous threes, which doesn't help, but they're also getting wide-open layups, too. Jalen Brunson has abused the point guards on L.A. So Beverly, Rondo, they have not had a chance against this guy. He just drives the line every time. Where's the help? Where's the help from Serge Ibaka, Zubak? I mean, the Clippers are in serious shit right now. They are down 2-0 after, you know, basically, you know, blowing a 3-1 series last year in the Western Conference semis. And so, and that was to the Nuggets. So not being able to make to the Western Conference have never made have never made it to the Western Conference Finals as a franchise. So everyone's you know this is the year they had another good season. You know they got a home court advantage for the first round, and they're down two zero. Home court advantage must not mean a lot to them, and 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 they just look like they're just like you know they're yelling at each other. They're obviously frustrated. You know, didn't anticipate Dallas shooting sixty five percent all game. But at the same time, it's like, all right, well, it's do or die now. Like, what will come out from the Clippers here in a do or die game in Dallas coming up this weekend? I Obviously, the Clippers need to win. Can they do it? I think they can. I think they can pull this out. It's hard for me to say, oh, Clippers down 2-0, that they're going to win the series. I'm not going to say that yet, but I will say, I think they're going to win game three. You know, I think they have to. If they don't win this series, if they, if they don't come back, Kawhi's gone. 
I think there's no chance he stays. I mean, why would he? It's obviously, you know, you, he's trying to win championships every year. I mean, he's the talent where it's it's a it's almost at, at the LeBron level where he he's do he, he's boomer bust now for a championship. So if he goes to a team for two years and it doesn't work out and they're not winning, he's going somewhere else. I'm sure he'll have plenty of other you know opportunities to play with another superstar if he wants you know to try to team up and win a championship. Teams. For that, for him, I don't know yet. You know, it's tough to say with, you know, free agency coming up. You know, I could see him maybe going to, like, how about this? Going to, like, Boston or something? Boston desperately needs a third star. Imagine Kawhi, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Oh, man, I mean, I, I don't know if you can afford all that. Kemba. But hot damn. I mean, give away one of those guys. Like, give away Jalen Brown or something. Keep Tatum. Or, or even, like... Yeah, I know you don't want to give away Tatum because then it's like, all right, Kawhi and Jalen Brown. So you already have Tatum, Jalen Brown. How about Kawhi and Tatum? Oh, I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm just gonna throw this into existence right now. I, I kind of like it, but yeah, I, I don't know what his plans are. But all I know is that the Clippers are do or die. You know, they're the most they're they're that team in the playoffs right now where it's been the most disappointing. So they need to. I mean, if they don't win this next game, they're I mean, they're they're not coming back from a three zero deficit to Luca. Especially with the way Luca's playing right now, Luca is a man on a mission. Just it's hard for me to root against Luca. I mean, I love the guy, so I would not be. I mean, Dirk's at the game last night. I love that Mavericks team. You know, with Dirk, Jason Kidd, Tyson Chandler that took out LeBron. So I'm fully fine with Dallas winning. I mean, I do like the Clippers though, so I'm kind of torn in the series because it's like, damn, like Kawhi is going to be bounced right away and swept. I don't think he'll let that happen. Uh, but we'll see. Time will tell. What do I know? Because Dallas, obviously, you know, being heavily underdogs again for the second time didn't seem to matter too much. So that's an intriguing series as well. Uh, not sure what's going to occur out of that. Lakers Suns, you know, the last West Coast team here, one and one here in the series. LeBron, obviously, rusty game one. Came out, him and Davis put on a strong performance game two. You know, if Chris Paul's not 100% healthy, the Lakers are going to take the series. I mean, campaign was awesome last game. Fucking campaign. You spin the Bulls, never did shit. Plays meaningful minutes for one, two seed in the playoffs right now. It makes no sense. But here he is, balling out. But that's not, that's not going to be able to sustain. I mean, going into L.A. now, LeBron, A.D., confidence. Lakers feeling good. Chris Paul, 100%. It's looking like the Lakers might. You know, I was all about the Suns this series, especially for game one, too. But it's looking like, you know, it's just... LeBron's not going to lose in the first round. He's not going to do it. He's that one guy we're all confidently be, you know. So, you know, I'll be like, he's not losing. And unfortunately, I just think that, you know, the Suns have looked good. I mean, they they were in the, they almost won game two. They came all the way back. They were in it. But it's just tough. It's like you guys had that feeling like, it's where like, Le- Le- LeBron loses a lot of game ones. I mean, he def- but he comes back for the games two and three, that's for sure. And game three's. I say if, if Phoenix would somehow pull out game three, they got a shot. I mean, yeah, obviously if they win any of the next home games. But it's tough. When LeBron wins game three, I, I want to see what his record is in the postseason after winning game three. He's must be just r- ridiculous because it's like LeBron wins one game at home. You're like, all right, I don't think you know he's going to come back even harder the next game at home. And so, like, I don't yeah, it's I'm taking the Lakers in that one, even though I want the Suns to win. Well, let's go over the East Coast. I mean, not, not much to talk about with – Two of the series, uh, well, especially with Boston Nets, I mean, that's a blowout. Nets are going to win. They might lose a game when they're up 3-0 because Boston's at home. Tame get hot, but 
Boston looks, you know, just, you know, totally, you know, outmatched. I mean, as, as anyone would be against uh, Brooklyn. But you think, you know, Boston put some of a fight in, for, in the first game. No fight in the second game. It's going to be a sweep or 4-1 nuts. Um, we'll see what happens with the Celtics going forward. Obviously, you know, their, their expectations are championships. So not what they wanted this year, but they have talent. I... I like I said, I think they need another superstar. So why not go grab Kawhi? Miami and Milwaukee. First game, overtime, game winner for Middleton. Best game I've seen in the playoffs. One of them. Last game, worst game I've ever seen in the playoffs. I mean, from the Bucks' perspective, it's the best game you've ever seen. You know, Blowout City, Forbes Magazine, couldn't miss. Um, Giannis, me doing Giannis thing. Went by 30, almost 40 points against the Heat. You know, Heat playing in tonight versus the Bucks. Uh, Heat are my, you know, I'm picking them to win this game. You know, why would it have been the Heat for a third game? I don't know why. Um, plus 102. <laughs> but they are home. I think after an embarrassing loss like that, Heat are too good to let that slide. I mean, if anything, it's going to be a really close game if they lose. So I expect to be, see a good game tonight between the Bucks and the Heat. But that's, yep. Heat obviously have a must win tonight. Bucks obviously on a mission. It's crazy because Dallas lost to the Clippers last year. I believe it was seven games. Crazy series. Luka had a game winner in one game. Heat played the Bucks last year. They won handily, 4-1. But it was like close every game you know, versus the Bucks in the first round. So it's crazy that these teams are meeting again. So obviously Bucks and Mavericks don't don't forget what happened last year. So they're playing with a chip on their shoulder for sure. It's crazy. You think about it, you're like, oh, like revenge series. This is definitely two revenge series that are going the way each team that are out in that Tuesday lead won it. So we'll see. Maybe the Bucks will blow out the Heat, too. Who knows? The like Bucks look pretty good. Um, but the Heat are... Butler's due to have a good game, I think. You know, I think he'll have a good game. Who knows? You know, put you Donis Haslam. I, I would not be surprised to see you Donis Haslam tonight. You know, mix it up a little bit. And it, they've thrown him in before, so... Um, but... I mean, a couple more series here. Um, so we did Boston and Brooklyn... And then oh, and then we already talked about New York and Atlanta. That's what I started off with. Um, yeah, I mean, I think New York. It's not like these guys would want Atlanta because they're pretty evenly matched teams. Atlanta's like such a better shooting team than New York, but New York just plays that Thibodeau way. Like they play defense, they grind it out, and you know, they get you know they 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 go super hard. So it it's kind of hard to like, you know, it's weird because it's like on paper it's like Atlanta, but you know. The Knicks have Julius Randle. They got Hart. So we'll see what ends up happening uh, with that series. And then, obviously, Philadelphia Wizards. Philly's going to sweep unless unless the Wizards. You know what? They have the talent to. Maybe they win the next game. You know, or the, I expect a close game in the next series as well for the Sixers and uh, the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards have been a fun story all season. But at the end of the day, Joel Embiid, with this thrust that he's doing... It's unstoppable. It's unstoppable, ladies and gentlemen. Riddle's rant of the week. Bang, bang, what's the hang? My Riddle's rant of the week. It's going to have to be this weather outside. There's weather outside right now in Chicago. It's actually kind of nice outside. It's a little breezy, but it's chilly. And, you know, they're, they're teasing us with this, like... I mean, there was 80-degree weather... Earlier this week, end of last week, it was like really nice, but then it got super humid. So you're like, oh fuck, it's so hot. You know, I can't handle this. But then 
but then it's like you know it, it can't it can't just go to 70 you know it has to go to 50 degrees which is what it is now it's like muggy and chilly and you're like what do i wear outside i mean let's be real here you know sweat sweatpants for me sweat shorts for me so you know just tell me which one to choose it's not too hard but it is like you know i am checking my phone I'm like what's the weather looking like out there it can't just be a consistent you know thing we got going on here it's like obviously i want 70s you know that's what i want but because i don't want 95s i have to teach outside all summer with tennis but at the end of the day what i'm really pissed off about you know it's memorial day weekend going up to the neater slash you know no it, it's just the neater residence now at the lake house sorry hannah it's it's now the cold neater lake house um, but i'm doing you know i'm going up to indiana for a couple of days for memorial day and of course you know we're going to get the boat out but that's gonna be fucking freezing it's gonna be freezing it was nice all week you know, i was just worried like i'm like damn i'm gonna get really sunburned this weekend which you know of course me being a big old baby but yeah i was like i better lather up on sunscreen but i mean i i probably still should but it's gonna be chilly so it's not like we're just gonna be swimming in the water nonchalantly um but i mean we're still boating it boating's happening and we're still playing bangers you know we're still having a good time but it will be you know the jet ski will be you know be questionable it'll be questionable if the jet ski gets pulled out i'm sure it will but it's gonna be chilly so i i I mean i just might wear i might wear my sweatpants into the water who knows be warmer who knows we'll see if that works but come on weather step it up moral of the story here G4 Spotlight of the Week. My G4 Spotlight of the Week. You know, I've been talking about him a lot this show. It's going to go to the New York Knicks, but specifically Derrick Rose. Uh, my main man, Rose, you know, we've been through ups and downs, you know. Openly, you know, on the Riddle Me That Facebook show with Luke Boyd way back in the day. One of, you know. OG shows out there. Rusty's Red Truck, hashtag. I mean, I burned his jersey live you know, to prove a point. You know, I was, I mean, it was, when went, it was when he went to Cleveland. I hated that because LeBron was still there. Uh, you know, he was playing lazy. You know, he, you know, I didn't love him in Minnesota. And it was just coming. I mean, he was actually, you know, you know, he actually was good in Minnesota. I just, you know, I, I hated that the, the, the Bulls just let him go. And he was actually good. Uh, and then he went to New York, and he's found a new home. And he's been, you know, contributing, like, heavily for... I mean, he, he played, like, 35 minutes last night, which is a shit ton for him, you know, coming off his knee injuries. So you wonder, it's like, you hope that he stays healthy. Because now he's playing a bunch of games. You know, they, Thibodeau's up in his minutes again. Here we go again. Here comes the, the Thibodeau-Rose minutes saga. It's funny how here we are again. It's just it's crazy. It's like deja vu in different colors. It's crazy seeing, like... Knicks fans wearing D Rose jerseys. It's like, oh my gosh, of course. But you know, I do the same thing. You know, who cares? It's it's cool. It's it's cool for the game. I I love it. He's killing it. He seems happy. He's obviously one of the hardest workers, despite what you may think of him. He's he's a hard worker. And you know what? The fact that he's still here producing like this, it that this it, it, it isn't normal. I mean, what happened to him wasn't normal, you know, with his level of play and then to go with those you know, career ending injuries. He's still doing D Rose things. So that floater, that the drive to line, occasional three. He makes his free throws. He's a smart player. Occasional turnover, but you know, he's not that many. You know, he's pretty good with the ball. So obviously a huge impact for the Knicks. I hope he keeps it going. Nick Knicks all the way. Knicks in five, baby. Fuck you, Atlanta. 
My flick of the week this week. I'm taking it to a classic show here. Freaks and Geeks. It's live on Hulu. You know, everyone's kind of like, oh shit, Freaks and Geeks is on. It's back. I, I think it's actually been on Hulu for a little bit now. It, you know, it had a stint on Netflix. It's been off enough. So everyone, you know, once it left Netflix, everyone was like, oh, Freaks and Geeks. You know, and, you know, it's been heavily debated why there was only one season of it. You know, I, I probably should just Google it. I don't know why I haven't, but you know, I was like, you know, me and my friends have been like heavily debating. Oh, like why was, you know, Freaks and Geeks only one season it was so good? And I agree. You know, there was eighteen episodes, leaves you hanging at the end of the first season or the only season, but it's so good. Like I haven't seen it for five years, maybe, and I still remember mostly like what happens, you know, the plots. But each episode, obviously, I I don't remember everything. There's all these like sidelines, you know, from Bill who is played by Martin Starr. If you've seen Silicon Valley, you know he plays the same character and every movie just like computer nerd but i mean that's where i mean the origins of that man is some freaks and geeks Lindsay, the main character i forget her actor's name but or actress's name i should say she's in everything she you know she's in uh which movie is she in uh, oh she's velma and scooby-doo um she's also in um that one movie with kyle or the one show with Kyle Chandler, I I can't think of the name, but you know what I'm talking about. It was it's on Netflix. It's like an like that family that, you know, there's like a death and they try to like cover it up and it's like you know the but a family with money. Why can I not think of a show? I'll think of it later. But anyway, this you know great cast. You know it's so funny. It's a show that you can just turn on. And it's like you know it's like a 45 minute episode, so you know you're into it. And there's like you know it it can make you cry, laugh. Uh, or just like you know, it, it's good background show, but like you find yourself laughing a lot, and you know those are those shows where it's like, you know, you're sitting there, and you're just like watching the TV, just and you all of a sudden you just start uncontrollably laughing, like just by yourself or with your friends, and that, and that's when you know you're like, you're like, all right, freaks and geeks, definitely a show that I could watch every like five years. So if you haven't watched it, I assume a lot of you have. I I highly encourage you guys just to sit down and binge like three or four episodes, like super funny. Um, Seth Rogen, uh, J- Jason Siegel, James Franco. I mean, all those guys in it. You know, great. As I said, great cast. Um, I got sidetracked. I couldn't think of what show Lindsay was in. I mean, that's her, not her actor's name, but you know, her character's name. But the, oh yeah, all those guys. You know, play the freaks in the show. So like the burnouts, uh, and the Martin Star in the nerd section. So a lot going on. Highly recommend Freaks and Geeks. It's a classic. My bet of the week this week, I'm taking to the hardwood, NBA playoffs, we're going Miami Heat again, plus 102 right now, you know, call me crazy, they just lost by 50 points, yeah, they might lose by 50 again, but I don't think so, you know, teams, good teams that are desperate, especially coming off a bad loss, I've watched a lot of playoffs, I think the Heat are going to pull us out, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, I think it's going to be a close game, the Bucks are playing with confidence, but they're Miami, always a tough place to play, we got the crowds coming back, they're going to be wild tonight. Um, so I'm taking the heat. Uh, I'm feeling them. You know they're gonna be wearing those Miami Vice jerseys. Probably, you know, I'm not always keen on that that those jerseys and, the, and their court matching. It's kind of a lot. You know that pink, black, blue. But whatever it takes. Heat tonight. Money line. Butler's coming for revenge, baby. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. It's kind of a crappy weekend this weekend, weather-wise. What I was saying before, but. Lots of sports on, lots of NBA playoffs, 
baseball. We got Sox Orioles this weekend. So grab a beer, grab a slice of za, sit on the couch, get some porch action and watch some games. We all deserve it. Have a good Memorial Day weekend. Love you guys. I will see you next week. Real Daddy, he's out.